All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Bullets, Barbells, and Barbecue. I'm your host, Brett. I have Matt with me. And I have Chris, the artist formerly known as Heavy C. Yes. Tanner the Head is absent today. Tanner the Head. Uh, we'll start off from our show partners obviously we have elite nutrition omaha uh, as a show supporter obviously with tanner uh elite nutrition omaha.com use discount code b3 at checkout for 10 percent off and if you go in the store and you yell b3 you get a free shaker cup that may or may not be shitty we're not sure (laughs) oh we don't have anybody like kick them around on camera like Rich Piana. Like, All right, let's check this thing out. Look at it. Can't break the lid. That'd be perfect. Yeah, and if you guys out there don't know who Rich Piana is, check them out. Uh, also, Rosewood Block Company makes the best cutting boards in the barbecue game. By far, fully customizable. Uh, I think they've actually... Have they closed their Christmas orders? Oh, shit, really? I don't know. I don't think they're busy. If you want to order one from them, I would get on there sooner than later. Yeah. Uh, discount code B3 with them also. The letter B, the number three at checkout. They do awesome work. Their customer service is great. And uh, you will not be disappointed nope. in the product you get. Um, I can't wait till ours gets here, actually, for the show. It's going to be sweet. Only YouTubers will see it, though. <laughs> we'll just we'll do a very intense description for audio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll hire, like, a voice guy. All right. Yeah, like a Ron Perlman. Yeah. <laughs> Make it like real exciting. <laughs> the, the guy that does uh, Hard Knocks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Too. Lee Schreiber, I think his name is. Yeah. yeah. Or like Samuel Jackson. Yes. Just every other word is motherfucker talking about it. Motherfucker <laughs> is nice. Uh, speaking of barbecue, I did, some, uh, I did some jerky on the old Traeger this past week. At Costco, they had... I believe it was thin sliced like uh, New York strip loin. Thin sliced. I thought it was going to be too thin because it gets weird. But then there's also if it's too thick, it's right. also. Because uh, I've done beef jerky like with hamburger before um, with a little jerky gun. A little shoots out the little fucking little pieces. You can make them as long as you want to. Uh, okay. Yep. And uh, I just marinated it in the old W sauce. Fireshire for a little heat. Uh, so I just put it in a gallon bag, Fireshire overnight, and then I put it on cooling racks. Uh, and I filled up the entire Timberline 1300 with jerky. How much? Like, well, how how much meat was it? I think it was like two and a half a or three pounds. pounds. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize how thin. Did you get? What's that? How many pieces of jerky did you get? I don't know how many pieces I got, but it was a gallon bag, like clear full. Oh. Or is it that? more like the flat sheet kind of jerky, not like the Jack Link's yeah, chunk uh, of stuff. Uh, we ate it all. Yeah, it's, I probably got rid of it this morning. Oh, when you pooed? Yeah. Um, oh, what was that, yesterday? No, I brought it on Monday. Oh. And just destroyed it. And I was funny, I ate like a bunch of it. And then I'm like, <laughs> I was like, God, why am I so thirsty? I'm just pounding water right now. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, I ran it like one, I think it was 160 or 170. I used... Uh, Hey Grill Hey, I looked at hers, and then I looked at Pittman's also, which she had a cool little trick. So after you smoke the jerky, which only took like two and a half hours because it was thin sliced, you take it off, put it in a Ziploc bag, and then close it almost all the way and leave like maybe like an inch or two of the bag not closed. So the jerky kind of steams itself and gets moisture in it. I never hmm. like, I don't no, know. I, I, I had always thought that jerky was done in a dehydrator. Is yeah. that just a different <clears throat> method? 
I don't. I did it that way like a long time ago. My dad used to make that all the time. The old Ron Popeil fucking. (laughs) Remember that guy was on like every like Sunday morning selling dehydrators and fucking everything else. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The stackable one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He had one of those. Um, (laughs) Did it work? (laughs) Yeah. He had it forever. Oh, well. But it also took like fucking like eight or nine hours. I don't know because you put on low enough heat in the smoker, like 160, 170 for two and a half hours, like. I assume a dehydrator is similar to like a convection oven. It's just airflow. I, you know what I mean? I you're you're so. slowly heating the the moisture out of the meat. Maybe just at a much lower temperature, so you're not like cooking, cooking. Yeah, but because I did that, and it was like two and a half hours, and you you tried it. Mm-hmm. That was it, good. It was just like jerky. I mean, yeah. so it's obviously on the th- like, which was the same thing with a regular dehydrator. The thicker, like the little bit thicker pieces, they were more tender pieces because they weren't as dried out and then you just kind of do it by feel he said to like both the places i looked said to kind of check it after like an hour and you can kind of pick it up and you want it to bend like bend don't break yeah <laughs> you want it to bend and not like splinter apart but you don't want it to be but i think that steaming in the bag is like a pretty fucking crucial trick but yeah. and, it, and it was simple like i said the w sauce which i've is by far the best who's your sister sauce out there yeah i think where'd you get it from where do you buy the W sauce locally? Uh, helping you barbecue, which has like everything you need yeah. for barbecue. Um, also, uh, anyone who is not from Omaha and the dozens of our fans, uh, Shields, I know. Yeah, Shields yeah. does have like everything. They have a wicked selection too. Um, and Omaha also doesn't, that Northwest Feed and Grain, don't they carry it too if yep. you're in Omaha? Yeah, if you're in Omaha, Northwest Feed and Grain has that stuff. Or obviously you can order on Amazon. Yeah. I thought it was like, when I looked on Amazon, I felt like it was way more expensive than like buying it in person. Yeah. Amazon reminds me kind of like Costco where it's like in general, if you were just to throw a dart at something, you're going to get a better deal. But every once in a while, but the, yeah, like, but it's not a guarantee that like you just go there and get the cheapest thing. Do you think Costco, I noticed something about this. It seems like you'll go there a bunch of times and there's always something that everybody really likes. And then sometimes you'll go there and it's not out there. Do you think they do that? So then you got to come back again to yes. look for that one. Th- I think I, that has to be it because you can't tell me, they sell. I love those chips. They have the Himalayan salt. Yeah, you know, and there's always pallets of them. Then it seems like I go on like a Tuesday, and there's none. I mean, uh, I used to play that. <laughs> Something's a little fishy here. I, don't I used think to kind of do that game. Great chips. Yeah, I used to do that kind of game here with like t-shirts at the gym. Like I wouldn't make very many, and then I wouldn't have any for a while. So then people are and then people are like, hey man, because I think when you have them all the time. Because yeah. now I have shirts all the time, and then like. There's always shirts on the rack where before, like the rack would just be like fucking empty. And then somebody like, yeah, hey, you're going to make more shirts. And as soon as you made them, they'd be like fucking gone. I think it's just like, yeah, I don't want to call it like a supply and demand game, but kind 100% of 100 percent it is. Well, they do that. And then they they move things. Yes. And they intentionally don't Which pisses have, me off, actually. <laughs> right. <laughs> when they intentionally like don't have all. like labels on the aisle, then the aisles aren't numbered and they don't tell you what's now in general it's kind of like the same stuff but they mm-hmm. move things around on there to force you to go shop and hunt and there's like there was go i read a really cool article about the layout of like these big super warehouses and, and how you walk in and you have to walk past like you follow like the organic flow of the store you have to walk past pretty much everything else before you get to like the food section that everyone came to buy stuff from so you walk by like automotive and clothes and kitchen shit and well, like in TVs. I think as a TV is like a thing where it's like you you're going there to get the TV, mm-hmm. so they'll put it right up front. Whereas like yep. when you venture in, like yep, 
you're going to, so you're going to get the TV cause you're there to get it. It's right up front, but you're like, you have to walk through everything. Like you said, so then you're like, Oh man, I've never, I always wondered what it'd like to be to buy like 475 rolls of toilet paper at one time. We should get these. <laughs> oh, five pounds of chocolate covered caramels that are rolled in salt. <laughs> yeah. Duh. Why? Why Duh. not? Yeah, I we're guess. at least gonna try them. Take all but that. I do think that some of their stuff, like I know, like Walmart's done it, and a lot of the others, and like Amazon does for some of their stuff, where they'll contract with the same exact people. So, like Solo Cup is a really easy example. If you get like the Solo Cup brand cup, and then you compare it to, but you get it from, I don't know, we'll just say Target, but then you get the Solo Cup from like Walmart. The solo cup from Walmart is a little bit thinner and it's a little bit lower quality because places like Walmart, Sam's, Costco, they go to the supplier and they're like, hey, we want this much. We want to sell mm-hmm. it for this. Give us what you can make at that. And so they'll they'll tweak the packaging. Like you either get like lower quality packaging or lower quality product, just, just a little bit so that they can hit their price point. Yeah, I know when my uh, buddies to sell TVs at like Nebraska Furniture Mart, and I, I was like, no, they have that same TV at Walmart, but they would do different panels. Basically, it'd be like a Samsung, whatever. Mm-hmm. But Walmart would contract and get, you know, a little bit cheaper. Quality. Yep. Would, which, if you're buying a million TVs and they can make it two dollars yeah. cheaper, it's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. And how? And as a company, how do you, how do you not do it? Like as as Samsung, right? You either as, just you either you maintain the quality and tell them no, which. Some some companies Sorry. do do that, but it's yeah. rare these days. You said do do, do do, do do, do do. But and and most of the average people like even when I was buying TVs in a brass furniture mart because I I was go buy for my friend. Dude, when they're right next to each other, sure, I go home. I can't tell the fucking difference. Oh, they're no. like the flip, like the flop rate and the refresh rate. I don't oh, have okay. like the slightest clue what you're talking about. Yeah, no. Yeah, I had rabbit ears before this on a fucking tube TV, so we're basically taking over the world now. Yeah. They yeah. probably learned all that from COVID when there's no shit paper and everyone's like, they're like, oh, what we'll do is we'll just say we don't have any. <laughs> then then we got people like breaking the door down to get in here. And they're like, oh, same thing with these potato chips. We'll just hide yeah, these potato about chips. COVID when people hoarded toilet paper and like fucking diarrhea like wasn't even a fucking. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what, what, what. what I don't know what that happened time, with Except that, that time yeah. I had diarrhea and then I peed on the floor. That was a terrible story though. <laughs> I'm sure you've told me this story, but when I had COVID here and I was like, I was peeing and I, or I was, oh. I was shitting and then I like somehow peed between the seat and the toilet oh, I've and, done I, that. and peed on the floor. And then I was like, ah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily there was a mop in that room. So <laughs> did you get it on your pants though? No. And I was wearing gray sweatpants. Everybody knows Ooh. gray sweatpants are the worst thing ever. And I only if wear pants like moisture anywhere in the building. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you farted and there was like a speck, it's in there. Gray sweatpants for the ladies. Yeah, <laughs> Gross. But but beef jerky, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think I'm gonna, it always rolls in. We next thing you know, we're talking about Costco. Yeah. But yeah. I think I want to buy a meat slicer now though. Okay. So I can just fucking start cutting my own because I think I'll probably make more jerky. That was super easy and it turned out really good. Do they have a smaller one that wouldn't take up I mean yeah, they everything make like, I think of a meat slicer, I think one that's the size of the half like half the like table. the one we saw that kid playing with last night at the yeah. fucking we're at this pop-up and there's this company the meat slicer and they're just like standing there talking to them and their kid just fucking like has his hand like throwing the fucking meat slicer back and forth like oh, the little carriage badly and i was like oh cool, <laughs> cool even if it's not on that blade is still, still sharp, sharp. Yeah. yeah yeah they make a smaller one it just probably doesn't have like 
I think most of yours is in the horsepower. I would assume. Probably. Because I know I saw one with Meat Church and he had that. Was it made by meat? Yes. And it was a smaller one. You could tell it like bogged down when he was kind of cutting yeah. that one. He was like talking. He's like, oh, yeah, it's like. I can cut it. But and he said he has a bigger one. So and I think also you want your meat to be like almost like stiff, like not frozen. Cold. Yeah. But cold. So it'll cut better. Because hmm. then you can change your, your width on that. Like I said, it was so easy to make that jerky for yeah. fucking snacking on. I wonder if Ryobi makes a battery-powered one. It'd totally. Perfect. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they should look into that. For all the weekend warriors out there. <laughs> yeah, they should look into that. <laughs> fucking Home I'm gonna, Depot. I'm going to put up this new, <laughs> this new mirror and, and I'm going to slice Plus my meat. jerky. Yeah, I think because uh, you looked at something from them too, didn't you, that made by yeah. me? I think I will prob- probably get a chamber sealer. So like the vacuum sealer, but it's... Well, oh, is that the one you kind of close the lid down? Yeah, you so put you the put whole the, thing in there? The, yeah, put the bag in there and you close the lid down. And the thing I like about that is you can easily vacuum seal liquids. So if you did like soups or chilies or you had like marinades and stuff like that, you don't have to worry about all that shit just getting sucked out the front. Plus, I think you can do... So the thing I've struggled with doing a bunch of barbecue and then trying to like vacuum seal it is that whether I do like cook a bunch of steak or whatever, but you go to vacuum seal and it draws a bunch of the moisture out of the meat that's there. Oh. So then when you go to like cut it open, you have to like try to get the juice back and it's just not quite the same, but I think of vacuum sealer. I don't know the the science behind it, but I'm assuming that if you can vacuum seal a bag of soup that you can vacuum seal meat and it won't draw all the moisture out of the meat. All right, now, when it, with the barbecue, are you going to sous vide it when you... Yeah, I'd sous vide it to bring it back up. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure that's like what Oklahoma Joe's does. Yeah, Oklahoma Joe's does um, Jack Stack. Pretty much anywhere that you go and you get like shipped barbecue that's cooked, they recommend a sous vide water bath or like a pot of boiling water. Because I've, I've talked about one of the... Like the bar and restaurant up by us has talked about and asked if I would do some stuff for like a Sunday special for them to do that but the only way that's that you could cool. do that would be to like cook a bunch vacuum seal and then go back and reheat it because he has a sous vide thing up there and it's not necessarily a sous vide but it's like a warming bath that you can put all that stuff in so you could just keep it all running and do that but because you don't have to have a sous vide machine right you just want to keep a certain temperature yeah, yeah, or you whatever just, you want it to be yeah actually. you just need to be and you could do it like on the stove just put a water thermometer in there and kind of figure it out keep it at 130 yeah 125 whatever is yeah that, i mean is, like, that what, is that what it is um or is it a you have a sous vide uh-uh. oh man I, I have one and i was scared of it for a long time Dude, they're man, fucking awesome yeah it's great you, it's, it basically will never overcook anything right because so, it's you set it at the temperature and just yeah you said that we're like yeah. i made the brisket in there for like what do you had on there for like 20 or like 48 hours or something like that he did no he did like a week oh yeah and yeah it was yucky yeah but i've taken like very very shitty chuck like chuck roast and like chunks of meat and See, you can do it either way. Like, you can sear them on the front end. You can sear them on the back end. You can just put them in the sous vide and cook them. If you put them in just in the sous vide and cook them. It looks nasty. Yeah, they taste fine, but it just looks like a gray block of meat, which is pretty gross. Not very appealing looking at all. you can take these. So, I've taken these, like, real gristly cuts of meat and sous vide them for eight hours, nine hours. And when you take them out, they're just, like, pull apart tender and really good. And whatever seasoning you put in there, it just sits in its own juices and stuff and gets that and like i use i use it a lot when if we're gonna have 
if we're cooking steak or pork chops or something like that and people like it well done, like I can't cook anything beyond like medium rare. After that, it just turns into shoe leather and shit. But you can sous vide it and you can set it up to like 165, sous vide it. It keeps all the juice in there. Yeah. And then you take it out, cut it open, let it cool down probably 20 degrees or so. Throw it on your like scorching hot grill, sear it to get the color and, and make it look nice and then serve it up and it's fine. It's got all the juice from, so it, it has like the juice comparable to like a rare cut, but it's cooked all the way through. Now on brisket, do you lose like your bark and stuff when you do that? You would 100% lose your bark on brisket. Yeah. Mm. So it would, it would, you could reheat your brisket in a sous vide, but I mean, you're still, you're going to lose that bark because it's heating it up and a lot of moisture is moving around and stuff. So you would lose some of that. Like it's definitely not as good as like straight off the pit, yeah. but it's way better than microwaving or trying to oven do it. I think the best thing I made in the sous vide is I made some lobster tail once, a bunch mm. of butter and a little bit of a mm. two-step stale cracker. The fuck's two-step? Yeah, what is two-step? A dance? <laughs> I think it's two steps is what he calls it. No, it's some some guy I found a long time ago on social media, and he's basically plays a character. He lives in Louisiana. Right, what's that guy's own. name? Stale Cracker. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he's got that. some Cajun seasoning that he makes, and I bought. They sell it at Walmart. Bought some of that and put a bunch of butter in there with the some lobster tails I got from Costco, and sous vide them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because you can't overcook it, and I, yeah, I, I if you impossible. cook shrimp or lobster tail, you know, if you it gets rubbery and shitty, if you overcook yeah. it, yeah, not in that, that. That, right, and that's the benefit, like the because you're in the water, the water is so if you do like rare steak, one thirty two ish, you set your water to one thirty two, cook. It's impossible for that meat to get higher than one thirty two, and then when you take it off, it's not going to continue to cook high. It's going to stop and start to cool down where you get trouble with the grill is that the grill is like 400, 500 degrees and you want it to be done at 132. So you got to pull it at like 125, 126, let it sit there and hope that it's going to ride up a little bit and then come back down. You ever split your grill into two? Have a cool zone or a cool side? I have when I do like corn on the cob and some other stuff. Um, Like a steak? Uh, I haven't done, I honestly, for steaks, most of the time I use the cast iron and just put it on there and just cook it in there. Like even if I do it on the grill, but a lot of times I do it inside and we'll like cook them on there and then put them in and like either broil them or finish them in the oven. Hmm. Very interesting. I've never seen we did yeah. anything. So, oh man, it's you cool. Get, like the, try it. yeah. the, the shittiest part about it is that if you get like a sous vide tub, like I got one that's for it because it has a lid that fits around the the sous vide unit itself, and you just have this like big tub that you have to find somewhere to store it, which is to me is like the most inconvenient part. I just hook mine onto one of our pots. That's how I do it. And just... Well, I'm fancy. Yeah, I guess you are super fancy. I didn't even know they had made one of those. I thought I, they all I just only, hung off the side <laughs> of the. You know, I only know that they made it because I got so I this was a total impulse buy for the sous vide. It was like Target and. Um, post Christmas and they were trying to sell it so it was like 75% off and I was like oh, I've heard about these things sure I'll get it yeah, I think it came down it was like 40 bucks 50 bucks I was like alright sure tried it and I was like this thing's fucking awesome and so I went back to see if they had some other like pieces for it and then I found that tub that was also on clearance and I was like ah, alright cool got that and I'm like this is great 
but you can get like insulated ones. I've seen people do them in coolers. So if you're going to have like warm a bunch of shit, you'll put like a sous vide unit on each end of like a cooler and let that go. And then you just have all your stuff in there and it keeps insulated. You don't have to worry. Hmm. No, but you don't have to have like a vacuum sealer, right? You can just use like a, you can just use Ziploc bags. Yeah, that's what yeah. I do. Ziploc bag. The, yeah. The, the, the benefit, the benefit of having it vacuum sealed is that you don't have air pockets in there. Cause anywhere there's an air pocket, it's not making contact with the water. And so it's not cooking as efficiently. But if you leave your bag open and like dunk it in the water, the water will squeeze all the air out around your meat. And then you just close it up and, you're good to go. And just close pin it to the side of the pot. That's what I do. So they can't float around in there. A lot of talk about each other's meat, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Floating around in the warm around water. It. Keeping yeah. it keeping it tight. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> On the meat topic, if anyone's looking to order pig, like if you want a whole hog or half hog, the um, little green farm, I think is what it is. They're up by Fort Calhoun. And they will they're going to start processing their fall hogs come around January, February. And the really good thing about getting the fall hogs from them is that they're all free range out in this, the forest areas. So right now they're just walking around, they're eating a bunch of like acorns and nuts and, and stuff. So the ones that get processed after the first of the year from like the late fall finish have a really cool nuttier sweet taste to them, which is it's kind of interesting, but if you're in, if you want like a hog and you want like a really good one, do that. And they do like the Berkshire hogs and stuff, so it's really really yeah. fucking good meat. I had a buddy with a hog, but they broke up. Mm. Yeah, I don't think they're good. I remember that. Yeah, she was. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was eating acorns and nuts, though. <clears throat> she might have been eating nuts, though. Little hoes. <laughs> <and babies. laughs> uh, I had a. Uh, a request after we did our uh, our bathroom etiquette. Yeah. Had a request that maybe we should just put like number one or number two above the doors of which bathrooms it's okay to go <laughs> number one and number two in. Maybe you should That's, put a map at the front. There's really like one that should never be. Or just put two. brown or yellow above yeah. it or both. Are, is everyone confused now? No one knows what to do. I did have a guy talk to me the other day and like, man, I woke up and I listened to your podcast and I was just like, now I don't know like where I'm supposed to shit for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's just the one bathroom that should really not be shit. Yeah, if we if we didn't have like girls in here, I would just have a urinal in there. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah the one over there, right? That's what we talked about. One right in the powerlifting. Yeah, yeah, and that's my favorite one to poop in when it's busy. Yeah, during me, there's a bunch of people in here you don't like. Just go <laughs> yeah. in there, leave the door up, and walk out. How you doing? Hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like during meets when people go in there. That's just a dickhead move because there's somebody like, shit in there during the meet. Yes. Oh man! Do you remember when the toilet broke and then we fucking like put a do not disturb sign and somebody still went in there? Yeah. So we had to lock the fucking door. <laughs> People don't read good. <laughs> no. Number one, number two, ain't nobody dropping no stinking loads in here but me. <laughs> just don't. Just take the toilet paper out. Then they'll just use paper towels. Ah, true. That'd be worse. Oh yeah, that would be that'd be bad. Or you never know. Somebody might just clean break it. We had a clogged up toilet in here one day, and the maintenance guy comes in here. He's like an old retired dude, and he pulls the fucking toilet off, and he asked me if I have a bucket, and I was like, "That's fine." I had a bucket, and I gave it to him, and he's got he's down there with like a looks like a fucking stretched out wire hanger, just in there fishing around. <laughs> pulls out like a wad of fucking paper towels, basically. 
He's like, Jesus, I don't know what the hell's going on in here, but look at this thing. And while he's talking to me, he's like flinging this wire hook thing around. And there's like a, there's like a, like there's like a poop nugget on the end of it. And I'm just like watching this poop nugget wait for it just to fucking take flight. And he's just fucking talking to me. And I was like, yeah, no, oh yeah, that sucks. And I'm like, dude, just put the fucking thing in the bucket or wash it off. <laughs> then he gives me the bucket back. I go, uh, did you wash that out? He's like, oh yeah. And I was like, Ugh. did you though? No, I, I think I threw it away. I, yeah, it's probably a good idea. I would he just to like, be safe. He's like, I don't know what these people are fucking doing in here. And I was like, God, dude, I don't know. <laughs> and when it's a public place, people don't give a fuck because it's not theirs. <laughs> you know what? So I guess those patches like for chewing are popular. Those Zens. Yeah. Yeah. There's a shit ton of people them. spit those in urinals. And I'm always like, what a dick move. Well, they used to gotta, have to put their hand in there to get yeah, that out. Yeah, that is such a dick move. Well, they used to throw bandits in there all the time, too. Right. Well, if you spit their chew in there still, like, that should break up, but that's still just like, don't. To me, that's a game when I'm peeing. I'm going to blow that fucking <laughs> chew apart. <laughs> is that what you, you're, oh, hey, look, there's something to aim at in here. Perfect. Yeah. Haven't you we seen talk, that where they put the. They put a fly. Yeah. They do a in fly, the urinal. Yeah. yeah. In the urinals. And they put it, they do a good job, but they put it in the least splatter place. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's the point. Yeah. yeah i mean they'd done they, that that became like really popular in i think it was amsterdam airport so there was just apparently their bathrooms were just terrible just piss everywhere and so they got these urinals etched in little flies on them and the bathrooms that had urinals with little flies in them were ex- exponentially cleaner around the urinal because everyone's trying to pee on the fly yeah, we're guys. We're not super high tech. You don't have to fucking have no. like a laser sight on this thing. No, no. Although I have out front of our house, I got a. Uh, it's supposed to go in a urinal, but it's a little. It's a little plastic deal that has three wheels on it, like a slot machine kind of thing. And so, like, it, we got it from one of these fire trade shows. And so you pee on it, and they spin, and you try to get them lined up. But I have it sitting out. <laughs> I have it. It sits right outside of our porch. So when I let the dogs out in the morning. Like they go off and they do their thing and I pee on it and try to get them all lined up and like Aaron will be waking up. I'm like, Aaron, I got three hydrants. And she's <laughs> like, good job, Matt. So proud. What about when the neighbor kids come over? Do they play with that thing on the ground? Yeah, I don't know. Oh. That's their fault. I wouldn't. It shouldn't be in my yard. I mean, it looks like it's covered in pee. So I like I wouldn't play with when it. I, uh, when I was younger, my parents' house, lived on a farm and my dad and I would always like pee in the same part of the yard until we murdered all the grass. Mm-hmm. And then my mom was very adamant we were not yeah. allowed to pee there anymore. <laughs> Uh, yep. But yeah, if, if there's like a anything like in a toilet, I'm fucking going after that. Right. Thing. Like, anything other than just a white porcelain urinal, like yeah. we're aiming. If there's I'm like a poop it. speck on there, I'm gonna try to see if I can just blow blast it, it off. Oh, 100. Really yeah. like putting it, like squeezing into it too, like trying right. to get as much pee I as, think as it's you can. Training too. It's probably healthy. <laughs> yeah, you know probably, I mean? It's probably not bad. I'm yeah. trying to cut fucking toilet paper in half. If there's toilet paper there, and I'm like, boom. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's like stuck to the side of the bowl, like you ever play that? Like it's there's toilet paper on the front side of the bowl, and you're trying to see if you can pee without hitting the rim and splashing yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, all they'd have to do is put some kind of funny urinal cake game in the toilet and 100% of the urine would go in the toilet. Yeah, I mean, like, what is that when the little kids, they do, like, the Cheerios? Mm-hmm. To see if they can blow the fucking Cheerios up? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, and I'm in there trying to blow the porcelain off the bowl. <laughs> That's what I'm fucking in there for. <laughs> That's just pure health. It is. I. It's probably... It's scientific, scientifically proven that it's good for prostate Especially health. after you eat a pound of fucking jerky and then you've drank like a gallon of water <laughs> trying to... And they're pissing... Offset the sodium. This color. Yeah, it's either fucking diabetes or just paying that out. Yeah, it's fine. Don't drink any more water. It's fine. 
It's yeah. fine. You don't need it. We had a, had a wedding a couple weeks ago. And so like Friday night through Saturday night was just pretty much no liquid entered my body that didn't have alcohol in it. Oh, good. <laughs> Hell yes. And health. so it's total health. And did that. And then I think we drank on Sunday too. But then I had to fly out. <laughs> not Monday. sure, but I had to fly out Monday really morning. And so generally when I fly, I try not to drink too much water because I hate to pee in like airplane bathrooms. Yeah, my fear is pooping in an airplane bathroom. I've I've done that twice, maybe. But it's like I hate to pee in them because it's like my head already touches like the ceiling and it's super fucking awkward. But I had between all apparently all the booze and the shit that I ate, I was so bloated that I peed. I had to pee at least a gallon of like crystal clear water on Monday, having not drank anything Monday morning through Monday at one. And it was just crystal clear pee. And then it, it was like crystal clear pee, go back to the desk, get up, go pee and just fucking brown apple juice. Like the body finally worked out all of like whatever I was holding on to. And then it was like, Hey buddy, you're dehydrated. You should drink something I'm like you're right. You almost died. Yeah. I'm like, thanks body. Good job. Liver. <laughs> so proud of you. Livers are tough. They're pretty cool. Mm. I just get the weird peas. If I eat a bunch of like high fat foods, I get cloudy pee. Right. Isn't that weird? Amber's like, I think you have the betas. And I was like, no, I'm yeah. my doctor said I'm the pillar of health. <laughs> I don't Did he actually use those words. No, it was a summary I came up with. Uh, Cliff notes. Yeah. You're not going to die this year. Oh, pillar of health. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Pillars fall eventually. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I know if I, yeah, if I, if I like those snake river farms, hot dogs, if I eat like two or three of those, yep. I'm just peeing in clouds <laughs> and I don't understand how the grease gets in your pee like that, but there's something that's, that's yeah, mixed I mean, up in there. You really wrap your mind. Some magic. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's but, fine. Well, that's not the beatus though. So that's good. Yeah. But yeah, I think we, we cover a lot of uniqueness right there. <laughs> Don't spit stuff in the urinals. That can't be. Yeah, I mean, that can't be blown apart by pee. Yeah. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah, if you're putting... That, it's not cool. If right, you're putting like, destroyable pee things in there, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, that's probably okay. I saw poop in a urinal one time. <laughs> that was weird. when I was in like school, though. Did you blow it apart? No, I, probably a lot I of skipped poop, so you, that urinal. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of poop. <laughs> yeah. Didn't want to smell it while you're peeing. Or splatter back on you. Yeah. You can't come out chopping that up with pee and I think it's going to go bad. I guarantee if you had a urinal here, people would spit things in it that you would have to clean out of it. Yeah. And you would be highly annoyed. So. Yeah. I had somebody who didn't care to look to see if the trash can lid was closed and just spit a massive loogie on top of the trash can lid <laughs> and like walked away. I haven't done that. Like I haven't spit on that, but like, I've grabbed the paper towel and like not look and you throw it and like you just hear like wait a minute that didn't sound and you turn around and like your wad of paper towels just on top of the trash he's left it there no. right oh, I, know. I contemplated yeah. though See? my brain was like <laughs> you can just walk away fine fuck it and i'm like no you know a lot of people in here don't do that you know in society in general they would just walked <laughs> away from that and been like oh it's not mine <laughs> what was that one joke that guy talks about and he was like oh, i'm in in the fucking uh bathroom at the amico i look down there and there's a, like a quarter and a dime in the bottom of the, the <laughs> toilet and he's like uh, so I grabbed 50 cents out of my pocket and I'm like 35 cents hell no 85 oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> there was a uh, was it the man show back in the day and they were talking about they were talking to a guy and he found like a dollar on the floor of a porta potty <laughs> and they're like did you pick it up and he's like so yeah I'm looking at it there's just a fucking man smoothie on the floor covering this dollar bill up 
but I picked it up. Well, first I peed on it, and then I picked it up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're gonna wash it off? So it's, yeah, it's it's, it's mine now. <laughs> yeah, sterilize it with my own pee. Yeah. Yeah, I hope everybody can take uh, the real knowledge from that. We've really been out there today. Yeah, jerky. Sous-vide. If you see something you want at Costco, buy it because yeah. the next time you go back there, they'll hide it from you. You have to yeah. go back a third time. Jerky, sous vide, and pee. That all rhymes. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's planned that way. Right. Is that going to be the title? In that order? That, that might be the title, actually. Jerky, <laughs> sous vide, and pee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. Obviously, we're broadcasting from the real Midwest Mecca, Omaha Barbell. And uh, hopefully we can uh, educate you guys, entertain you, all, uh, all while keeping it real. Like, <laughs> subscribe, uh, tell your friends whether you like us or not. It doesn't really matter. Just share and tell them to follow us. Also, follow us on Instagram. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.